Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for Welcome to Set for Life. Today I have a special guest with us today. His name is Corey. Corey, welcome to Set for Life. We've been talking about you being on here for some time. How you doing? I'm doing great, Ray. I appreciate uh, the invitation and, and just glad to join you. Uh, and awesome. Excuse me if I have to clear my throat occasionally. It is the pollen season upon us. Well, it is, and you know, we just had a thunderstorm come through, and I almost thought we were going to miss our time slot <laughs> because it was so yes. thundery. I had whiny dogs in the in the studio with me. <laughs> so yeah, we got it all going on today. So you know what? We just push through, and that's part of what we're going to talk about today is just pushing exactly. through. I just want to let everybody know how I met Corey. Uh, for those of you who love Petra, the Christian rock band Petra, the greatest band of all time, in my opinion, I went up to Missouri to see Petra. And Corey, I think the way I first initially got in contact with you is I think I made a Facebook group. Who's going to the Petra concert? Is that how we did? Yeah, yeah. That- I think we met through like a, a Facebook fan page group, and then you started a group that you were going to this concert. Yeah, and that's how we initially met was through your group that you started. Yeah, I kind of wanted to know people before I got there instead of just meet people there, you know, because usually at a Petra concert, you meet people and you all want to be buddies, you know. I thought, well, why don't I start that early <laughs> and yeah. started interacting with you? Well, then I got up to the concert and we went through, I went through like two concerts or something, and you were one of them, I believe. And right. I finally got that Petra 33 guitar signed by John Schlitt. Amazing. And yes. so I'm meeting all these great people and I was talking to you and I don't remember how you brought it up. You said something about how you lost a lot of weight. How, do you remember how you, how did that come up or did I trigger it? Or? Yeah. So, well, so what it was, was originally, you know, the, the Petra concert, I believe it got postponed because of COVID. Yeah. And so we originally met, it was, it was me pre COVID still big me. Um, and in the process of that delay of when the concert actually was going to happen, I had started kind of my own little health journey. And so by the time we actually met in person, I think I was just a different person, you know, on the outside from when we originally met via Facebook. And so it was just like, uh, that was kind of the intro. Then it's like, Oh yeah, I look different than I did when we first met and, you know, via Facebook. So I think that's just how it all started, probably. So it really hit me when you said you lost all this weight. I had tried various methods of losing weight. I was getting a little on the heavy side myself. None of y'all are going to know how heavy I ever got. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was too much. I had back. I've, I've got back problems anyway. I've got a herniated disc. I've had surgery, all this crazy stuff. But when you're heavy, it doesn't help your back. My right. knee was always aching all the time. I it just I was tired or easy and all this stuff. So I really was I think I was asking you questions about it and you told me some things. But Corey, at first I didn't I didn't <laughs> jump on it. I mean, I you right. know, you told me all about it. 
and I, and you had the information and you said, I've got your answer, Ray. This little plan thing that I did really works. But Corey, I wasn't right. ready for whatever reason. I just wasn't ready. Corey, have you bumped into people like that? They have this weight thing. They want to deal with it and they're, they're just not ready. I mean, they want it, but they, there's some switch just didn't go off yet. I mean, yeah. what's with so that? So that was me. That was yeah, you. That, that was that was me too. So I, um, your, your and I's story is, is very parallel. So that's why whenever I talk to people and I'm like, Hey, you know, it's going to be your journey and you have to be ready. It, it, there's going to come a point when you're going to be ready for it. And, and just like me, I, I was not either. It took me five months from the time I spoke to the person that introduced it to me it was five months later before I decided to, to go ahead and, and start this journey too. And so it is, it, you, sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to go, oh, I really do need something, you know, and you can see, you can see parallels in a lot of different ways, just in that little statement right there. But that's, that's uh, not an uncommon um, road for a lot of people is you, you just have to at that point for yourself to realize you need help. A lot of people know they need help, but Corey, for some reason, they haven't decided to get it. And, and there's just some kind of little block in there. They know I need the help. I need to do this. I got to do it. It's there, but they just didn't hit that little activator wherever it was. So, Corey, here's where I come in with my famous, probably now world famous Whataburger story. Most definitely world famous. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I hear you tell people about it all the time. Um, I do. Which is awesome. I'm glad. Uh, so, okay, here's what happened, y'all. I was sitting at Whataburger and I've got Corey swimming through my head, right? Okay. About how I could lose weight if I would just do it. And I was like, well, I'm sitting at Whataburger, the best tasting burger on the planet. However, also the worst one for you. Okay. So I'm looking at all these before and after pictures that these people are sending through that little weight loss group that you're involved with. And I'm seeing them go from big, big this to not big this. They're, they're, it's dramatic. You can see it in their, just even if they only posted a facial picture, you could see it right. that it was gone. And uh, I've got my cell phone in one hand looking at these people that have done it. And in my other hand, I have a half uneaten Whataburger. And Corey, this thing just snapped in me. I just snapped and I was infuriated. It was what I call a righteous anger. <laughs> I, I took the water burger, the half that I did not eat. I looked up at the sign, the, the menu sign. They have the caloric intake up there by each burger. And I saw the thousands of calories I was pulling in in just that one sitting. And not to mention how much it cost. Just what was it like a, yeah. a 12, 13, $14 burger there. I put that burger down on the paper wrapper. I dumped the rest of the fries on it and I wrapped it up in the paper and I squished it up in my hands and just made a mush out of it so that I wouldn't eat it again. And yeah. I, I was that mad. I was, I was mad at myself. You have the information. Why did you not act on it? And I threw it in the garbage and I walked out and I think I called you right then. I said, Corey, I'm in. What is this thing? What is this? Yeah. And basically, what'd you tell me? I mean, kind of what, what is the essence of, I mean, without getting into such detail, what, what did I have to stop doing and start doing? Sure, sure. I, I was sitting right where I am at this very moment when, when my phone rang and it was gray. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And you told me just exactly what you just said, Corey, I'm so mad. I'm so mad at myself for this and this. <laughs> and I'm like, Ray, I've, I've, already, I've already given you, you know, what's involved, what you need to do what you, and, and the decision totally is yours, you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's always my deal. I'm like, you know, I'm here to help you. 
but this decision is always going to be yours if Good you want to take Good that point. decision or not, you know, and uh, because again, I can't make you do it. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I can't make you down the water burger. I can't make you choose other things. You know, that has to be hundred percent up to you. I'm just going to guide you through that. And so what it was, was Ray, you just have to decide that it's, that you're going to make the decision for yourself and you're going to put that behind you and you're going to make a turn and you're going to choose to do this. I'm going to be here hundred percent of the way. And you're just going to make a decision to change the way you're eating, mm-hmm. you know, which was a lot of it. Obviously, Whataburgers are not the best choice, no. you know, um, and, and change the way you're eating. And it's not like you have to quit eating. You know, it's not like you have to quit enjoying the foods and quit and doing all that. But you're just going to make a little bit different choices along the way. And uh, it really it was just 100 percent up to you. If you want to do it, I'm here for you. Let's go ahead and start this. And uh, and you did. You're like. Um, I am so ready to do this. And that was just kind of, we, fo- we kind of formed a partnership and I joined you on the journey because, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's just what I like to do. It's I'm, I'm walking the journey with you and it's an ongoing journey, you know? So even though you hit your goal weight, whatever it is, there's never, it's not a finish line. It's the fact that you are just progressing on your journey period, you know? And so it's not like you want to hit the goal, hit the finish line and okay, I'm done. It's just, you're going to continue to maintain that. You're, you're never point. really done. That's kind of the the point. You're never really done. You said, I'm walking with you. I'm walking with you. And you said it it was to be an encouragement. And and this is a continual thing. This, it it doesn't end. So friends don't, I'll never have a Whataburger again. I've had a Whataburger since. Okay. I just don't (laughs) have have a bunch of them. I just don't have them all the time. Okay. So it's not like your life is over. No, it's, you got to control yourself. And so I'm walking with you. So obviously, those of you who are listening to me on Set for Life here, you understand that this is a, there's a parallel we have in this, and that we're going to talk about repentance. Repentance is not something you do one time and say, there, I did it when I was 16 years old at, at, at Bible camp, and you know, it's ongoing. And the nice thing about it is there's someone who walks with you. The one who walks with you is going to be the body of Christ in your church and also the Lord Jesus Christ himself will walk with you. And so, Corey, I'm glad you said those things. But the start of it all had to come with my confession. I had to Mm -hmm. confess I have a problem. That's where it begins. You first have to confess I messed up. If you never will confess that, you're never going to turn and get to the place you want. Corey, it saddens me of all the people there are out there, whether it's weight trouble or let's say it's drugs, alcoholism, or a number of uh, a thousand different things. They know it's a problem, but they just won't confess it. They won't have that Whataburger moment like I did. They're never going to change, are they? Right. They're never going to hit a switch. Right. You know, on the physical side of things, they're going to try and do it on their own sometimes too, you know? So like in, in the example of the physical side of things, uh, a lot of people will just try and do it on their own. You know, they, they know that there's a problem there. They even know the answer, but they're going to try to make it right on their own, um, you know, with, with the weight problem. Now, I mean, I did. I tried. I'm like, oh, I got this. I can, I can do some other things. I know there's a coach that can help me, but I'm going to try and make this on my own. And I couldn't. I couldn't do it on my own, you know. And so I had to ask for help. And so that's, that's kind of where um, the parallels come in, too. I mean, it does come down to you know, the decision, the knowing, and then the asking for the help as well and confessing that, yes, I have an issue. There is something there I need help with. 
Why do you think people don't want to confess it? I mean, for me, it would be a pride issue that now I have to really admit I'm a failure. I'm a big, fat, freaking failure. Well, wait a minute. Right. No, You're, we're going to make we're going to move you to victory. We're going to get you there. Right. But I think that, Corey, do you think you think that's why a lot of people won't confess why they hold off so long? Because they 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 already feel miserable enough. Now, if I admit it now, I'm really a, a, a screw up. Is that yeah, maybe not- part of it? Yeah, not only do they admit maybe their failure, but then they feel like, oh, now I'm going to have to be held accountable for it. Accountability. So, yeah. So, so if they if they confess it to you, it's like, oh, now that means I actually. And if I ask for that help, now it means I'm going to have to be held accountable to it too. Now it gets know? real. Yeah, but but the truth is, and it's it's just like everything else, folks. I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not perfect. You know, right. my journey was 100 percent perfect. You know, I I did have some accountability there. Um, but it was a process and it is a process of getting better. Even still to this day, it's still a process of, of holding myself accountable and having others hold me accountable and knowing that, yes, I may mess up along the way, but I am working towards getting better, you know? And so, yeah, accountability is a big part of that. And some people don't want to be held accountable, even though they know the answer. Right. And you know, the accountability is not just to you, Corey, but also the accountability is with that scale on the bathroom floor. Because <laughs> you'll want to pick it up and throw it out the window sometime. That oh, scale will be blunt that scale will be bluntly honest with you. It will yep. not lie to you. It will even hurt your feelings if you didn't do right. It says, ah, here's <laughs> the way it is, buddy. And you know, yep. we pastors like myself. We often get criticized for speaking the harsh truth that people don't want to hear. Well, hey, that scale told me, I don't know how many times, nope, you didn't do it today. You didn't do it this week. But what that does is it presents a standard for me to be accountable to. Mm -hmm. And then I got to answer to that scale, regardless, Corey, of what you said. See, Corey, you could say, Ray, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. But if the scale says I'm not dropping, well, there's a problem still. So I had to be accountable to your process, but the standard had to hold me to accountability to what it says is and is not. So, okay, so we've got the word of God. It lists out this is sin, this is sin, this is sin. And friends, what God's word says is sin. Believe me, it is sin, regardless of what your political correct opinion thinks about it. So then you have me. I'm like, say, the coach, Coach Corey in this situation where I'm behind you. I'll walk with you and I'll support you. But I'm not your ultimate authority on what's going on. You've got to have a higher standard. Friends, our higher standard is the Word of God. The Word of God. Corey, I want to go into, <clears throat> I want to clear my throat again, but I want to go into Mark 1.15 where Jesus said this. He said, repent and believe in the gospel. He said, repent first, Corey. He said that first. That is the prerequisite. See, you can't believe in the gospel if you don't repent. Corey, I met you in Missouri. What what, what town was that? Steel, Steelville? Steel, yep, Steelville, Missouri. Steelville, Missouri. Okay. I live south of Houston. I don't live in Houston for all the, those listening to me. I will not claim that city for nothing. Okay. Anyway, I <laughs> had to leave the Houston area to get to Missouri. I could not get to Missouri if I'm going to stay in Houston. You can't be in two places at once. To believe the gospel, you have got to repent of what the standard says is sin. Don't hold it on me. Well, Ray, that's your opinion. I'm not talking about what I think is sin. I'm talking about the standard of God's word, what it says is sin. You got to repent of that. So Corey, there are some major things you taught me I had to do. Number one, I had to eat right. Uh, Part of that was sleep right. And also had to hydrate. I had to drink a lot of water. 
Absolutely. Not too much. Well, you know, I mean, enough water. You got to flush that stuff out. But I had to stop eating, eating, eating. You can't eat as much as you want, whatever you want. He had to drink a lot of water to flush it out. I guess that has to do with metabolism. I'll let you expand on that if you want to. But Corey, I had to be consistent about it. I couldn't do it for like a day or two and go, there, I did it. Now, why? And I lost, lose weight. I had to do it consistently. And friends, I want you all to know, I lost 70 pounds. I lost yeah. 70. And Corey, you told me, don't go to the gym. You said, stay <laughs> out of the gym. See, because people have this impression, I can go power it out. You can't. Yep. You can't power it out if you will not make dietary repentance, I call it, if you won't change your diet. So you got people that are going to the church. Oh, I'm at church, going to power it out. But the rest of their lives, the rest of the other six days a week, they're still doing the same sinful diet that they're always carrying. But in church, oh, I'm godly today. Corey, that doesn't right. work. You told me eat right, sleep right, hydrate right, and be consistent about it. So what happens if I only do it for a day or two and then say, well, forget it. That's enough. What happens? Yep. So everything just kind of stagnates. And and the, the truth is you're always moving. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. That's life in general. That's just how it goes. And so that's the case with this too. You're either moving forward and making progress. Or if you, you, you say, well, I'm just pausing. I'm stopping for a bit. You're actually moving backwards, and so that's that's the process of it. So if, if you're you're just stalling the process, you're not you're not making progress at all. If you stop and you go, okay, I'm only going to do it for a couple of days, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have that water burger now. Well, you just you've, any progress you made, you just lost, and you're just like starting all over again. You're gonna have to work your way towards that again. Um, and again, we're not perfect, right? Right. But you do want to be making forward progress. You know, Corey, I've got an app in my phone that that talks to my scale. Uh, scales are smart now. Okay, it's amazing. <laughs> and it, it plots a little line graph of my weight yeah. loss as it goes down. Corey, I went out to have Mexican food one time and I ate too much and I knew it. I said, well, this is just one day. No, no big deal. Corey, I saw that line go, whoop, it went back up. <laughs> you can literally <laughs> see it go up and you're like, oh, that line went up on me. And then you find yourself fighting the next two or three days to get it back where you were. You lost like a two yeah. or three day progress and you're like, man, yeah. I, now I got to do two to three days to get back to where I used to be. And the scale don't lie. It doesn't lie. And I was not consistent about it. And friends, right. I'm going to make a parallel and Corey, I'm going to let you unload on it a minute. But friends, I there's a parallel in this is that there's a lot of people out there. They are not walking in the victory they think they should be having in Jesus Christ because they will not be consistent with their walk with him. They mm -hmm. walk with Jesus on Sunday, maybe partially on Monday or something, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, oh, they're right back off in that old sin diet again. And they don't have the victory that the word promises them. They're wonder they are wondering why, God, have you not given me the victory I should be having when friend we're the ones that are not being consistent. So, Corey, what do you have to say along the lines of what you coached me in my dietary repentance in dropping the 70 pounds that I lost? What do you have to say about the importance of consistency? Yeah, consistency really is the key uh, across the whole thing. Your, your progress, you, you know, you have a goal that you're, that you're working towards. And just that consistency, even in little steps every day, will build up to reaching the victory that you talk about. Um, if you're not consistent, you're, you're not going to reach it. Either You may eventually reach it, but it's going to be a long road to go, potentially. And so a lot of wandering in the wilderness, so to speak, you know, and you don't really want to do that. 
Um, but yeah, the consistency will take you there to your goal. And it does. It just, it like, it's, it's stair steps up. So each day that you work there, it's going to get a little bit easier and it's going to, you know, you're going to have that little bit of progress and step and step and step. And so it isn't perfect. It will go up and down along the way. But from, and, and like what I told you in, in the beginning too was, you know what, Ray, don't step on the scale every single day because you right. know what, midweek, midweek, there might be a couple of days where it just kind of sits there and you're going to get upset at yourself mm-hmm. and you're going to say, well, fine, I might as well eat that Whataburger if I'm not going to lose any weight. Right. And then you do it. You might succumb to that. Instead, if you just look at your progress and look, go, look back a week before and go, wow, where was I last week? Wow, I've, I've lost three pounds since last week. Right. Because of that consistency day after day after day, you will see that progress. You will see the changes from week to week. We may not see that change every single day. Mm-hmm. But when we look back at where we were to where we are now, you're going to see that. And that comes from consistency. Consistency. And man, friends, Corey knows what he's talking about. Okay. I'm 70 pounds down. Hey, friends, you want to look at what I used to look like? Go to Set for Life, the old videos that I have on YouTube and look at those. <laughs> you will say, yeah, Ray, you lost weight. Definitely. I almost don't want those videos to be up there anymore. Corey, but uh, they're they're doing more good (laughs) for other people. So, um, you know, that consistency is very, very important. And Corey, you had said, don't check the scale every day because, you know, sometimes you'll, you know, for some whatever reason, your body just kind of holds on to a little bit of stuff and you're you're like, I'm not losing weight. I give up. You know, people do that. They give up too quick. They give up way too quick. Stick with it. Stay with it. You want victory in your life, whether it's weight loss or whether it's walking in victory of Jesus, you stay with it. You keep to it. You don't give up day by day. You just stick with it. And you'll look back at your life, like Corey was talking about, the scale. After a period of time, you'll look back at your life and realize, man, the Lord has really taken me far. But it requires Mm -hmm. your consistency. Second Chronicles 714 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's the Lord God saying, I will give you that victory. But you have to turn around. you got to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. you got to stop this. You can't be in Missouri and in Texas at the same time. You pick one and decide which one you're going to be in. Jesus had also said, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. What he was getting at, he was saying, whatever causes you to sin, you get distance between you and it. You throw it away because it's going to mess you up. Okay, let me give a scenario. People, Corey, I think they get into what's called what I call trash management. What I mean by that is, let's say mom or some or the wife tells you to go sweep the floor and you sweep it, but you sweep it under the rug. You really didn't get it out of the house. You're just managing trash. You're just getting some trash from one area and you're hiding it in another area. You didn't right. get it out of the house. Jesus said, get it out of the house. Now, in a dietary sense, when we tell people, okay, you got to stop eating this and stop eating that, they, they say, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to do it. But then we go into this trash management mentality, the same thing we do in our spirit walk, where, okay, I'm not going to eat uh, Fritos anymore, but one day we're walking by a bag of Fritos and we go, oh, just one little thing ain't going to hurt. Because mm. the Fritos are still in the house. Yeah, if you right. shouldn't be eating Fritos, you got to get the Fritos out of the house. Don't buy that stuff anymore. Don't have it in your home or at midnight and you're bored. You want to walk by and take a handful of Fritos. Then you hit the scale and you didn't really drop what you could have because 
you have salt water and retention and all this because you ate those Fritos and you should have had better victory because now you're managing trash. You've been doing good all week. You've been doing good most of the time or all day. But then you hit that two two fists full of Fritos. Well, it's just too. See, you're in trash management now. And we have to demonstrate our repentance by not doing trash management. Get it out of the house. Corey, I think this was a hard lesson for me to learn up front when you talked to me about eating right. I still wanted my little things, but I was trash managing. I didn't get it gone. And Corey, that was up to me. Like you said, Ray, this is, is your decision. That's up to you, Ray. I can't do that for you, but the scale is going to be real with you. Corey, as far as weight loss goes, people are eating things they know they shouldn't eat spiritually. We're doing things we know we shouldn't do. What do we got to do about it? What is the ultimate thing we really have to do about that to have that victory? Yep. So when you first started, Ray, one of the things that I talked to you about and getting you set up for victory was talking to you about house cleaning. And so even before you got started, there were some things I said, like, Ray, you're going to have to kind of like you're just talking about, you're going to have to distance yourself from things. You're actually going to have to clean house. And I'm not talking about putting the, the Reese's peanut butter cups in a different drawer or anything like that. I'm Trash talking management, like, yeah. let them get them out of the house, clear all those things out that, that are not something a part of this program, get them out. And distance yourself from them because you don't want those temptations there. And don't eat and them so, first to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Get, don't gorge them and have everything. Okay, tell somebody gone. who likes peanut butter cups, <laughs> come get these out of my house. Yeah, yeah. Keep. I'm sorry. Hit the keep trash going. Can if you have to. Yeah, hit the trash can if you have to, and get rid of them. You know, and and it's what I had to do as well. Uh, and so, I mean, that is the process to get started, knowing that you're cleaning house, not trash management. You're getting rid of the stuff. All right, take it to the pile, burn it, whatever you got to do, it's out of there. Um, and then just taking your steps from there. And it is knowing that you are making that U-turn that you talked about. You know, that, that that is that repentance of what you were doing. You're putting that behind you. You're turning away from it. You're going the other direction. And it's just step by step going in that opposite direction of where you used to be. And and again, I was there with you the whole way um, to, to to fight this battle with you because it can be a fight sometimes. Um, you know, w- with our program, and again, so many parallels, uh, but it comes down to one, you're going to have a guide, you're going to have someone that's going to walk the journey with you. You're going to have a community of other people to support you and that are on the journey with you as well, that there's accountability, there's community, there's friendships built in there of, of having that with a, a community. There's education that we're going to teach you how to change through this, whether it be you know, uh, uh, just a process of, of what's going on in between the ears affects so much of what's going on at the waistline. OK, and so we have to help you learn how to take what you're learning and apply it to your life. And so we do that through education. And then, of course, the nutrition of what you're actually eating and what you're doing in the process. All of those things together is what's going to get you towards that victory. And, and honestly, you and I both know and, and those listening, there's so many parallels in that. The, you know, having a guide, having, having, you know, the body of Christ, having Jesus there with you to guide you, having the body of Christ that's taken this journey with you with the accountability and friendships and community, having the education, that scale, that everything of God's word, having that education there. And then, of course, the nutrition of what we take in from God's word and that we live through as well is going to make all the difference. All those things play a part of our journeys spiritually and physically. Friends, I want y'all to hear what Corey just said. Get this. 
this is a Christian believer who believes in Messiah Jesus, who walks with God, and even he can tell you that this plan of losing weight parallels your walk with God, and it works. Corey lost a lot of weight. I lost a lot of weight. And I want you to hear the fact that Corey is actually making an offer to you that if you want to lose weight, he can help you. And it's not just you on your own. He'll walk with you, but it is your decision. So he's willing to walk with you and help you and guide you and see to it that you have everything necessary that you need to drop this weight. Now, if that really resonates with you, I can set you up with Corey. I want you to write me at setforliferadio. I'm sorry, setforliferadio at gmail.com. Setforliferadio at gmail.com. If you hear this like, I have got to lose weight, I want to try this, I will set you up with Corey, okay? We'll get you on a roll here. We'll, we'll get you dropping this weight. But I don't want you to lose sight of what we're trying to say, which is bigger here. And that as much as you like the sound of that, oh, somebody will walk with me. That's great. I'm going to lose the weight. I also want you to understand this body of Christ works the same way with your walk with Jesus. You need to be in a church. You need to be in a fellowship of believers because God commands it in Hebrews 10. Don't throw that thing at me that says you don't have to go to church to be saved. Technically, that's right. But what you're saying is I don't have to obey Jesus to be saved. You actually do. You have to do what he says or he's not your Lord. So. Get in a body of believers where they teach the Bible and let them walk with you. Let them encourage you. Let them help you. You want to lose weight? I'll put you together with Corey. Write me. Set for life. Radio at gmail.com. But you also need to tie this in with your walk with God. And so I, you know, Corey, I was just thinking about people who cover up their lack of progress because I know some people will not tell you. I think I'm guilty of that myself. If I was not making any progress, <laughs> actually, since I lost the 70, I gained a little bit back. But you you know, I'm back on plan again and I'm, I'm dropping yep. it back down. I'm not nowhere near where I was. OK, I'm still way right. below that. I'm going to drop again. But I want to read Proverbs 28, 13 it says he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Friends, if you're hiding it, you're hiding your sin. Well, nobody knows I'm doing this. I'll do this in the secret of my own home. Nobody, guys, you're not going to prosper. And you wonder why you don't have the victory you should have. You need to gouge it out and throw it away. You need to get it out of your house. Don't eat it first. <laughs> get it out. <laughs> Don't put it under the rug. I, Corey, one time I went to this guy's house. He had a, a, a pile of trash that was against the wall of his backyard. It was like a mountain. It went from the roof and it sloped out into his backyard. He was throwing it out of the house, but he wasn't taking it out. He was throwing it in the backyard and it just piled up in the backyard. He still had all the bugs and stuff getting in his home. It was still filthy. Get it away. Get it away from you. Get it out of there. You know what it is. The the Lord, by prayer, we're going to pray that the Lord reveals to you what you're hiding. Get it out. And then you can walk in victory, and the church will walk with you. Corey offered you a good parallel in this with your weight, with your health. We offer the same thing. The body of Christ offers the same thing. I know many of you can't come to my church in Pearland, Texas. I know that. But find somewhere where you can go and get in there and start experiencing the victory that you should be having. Corey, do you have any last thoughts that I didn't touch on that's really on your mind that you really want to hit people with on this subject that I know you got something? 
What do you got? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple things, you know, and I didn't really touch a whole lot on my own personal uh, story, but I'll just let you know, I, I was a struggle for me. My weight personally was a struggle for me pretty much, you know, my whole life, you know, even as a, as a child. So there's that struggle in there. And so I, I can totally, you know, I totally feel what a lot of people have gone through. I mean, my story is, has been a lot of ups and downs in there. Um, you know, I, I personally lost over a hundred pounds, um, and have, have maintained that and, you know, optimized and made my life better since for almost going on two years, uh, since, um, so I know there's a struggle. I mean, we do, we know there's a struggle and, and that easy. comes spiritually, it comes spiritually too. Mm -hmm. And you will have opposition. Yeah, am I, I mean, you know that it's not going to be a bed of roses. Okay. You know, you're, you, you, when, when you, when you come to Christ and your life is changed, I am telling you, there will be struggles. And I'll tell you this too, if you're not having some struggles, you might need to think about where you are too, because right. the enemy will come against you. Okay. And so, but, but here's the good thing. One of the, one of the biggest things in my own personal journey and my, you know, in my spiritual life and everything else, because yes, it was a Bible camp experience for me as a kid. And, but then later on, I'm like, wow, I've, I've kind of been a hypocrite my whole life, you know? And then like what I call for me really like when the real spiritual repentance came in my life and it just changed, it radically changed. Um, but, but what was so good to know, and, and first John five says this, and it says, um, because sometimes like, well, how do you know for sure? How do you know for sure if you're saved? How do you know, if, you know, I'm telling you, you will know that, you know, that, you know, mm -hmm. where you're going to spend eternity. And first John five says it, he says, you know, he who has the son has life. He who do, does not have the son does not have life. But I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know, may know it that you have eternal life. Mm. That there is security. That there is what I rest on every day. Just like I know when I can sit on a chair that it's going to hold me up. I mean, if I, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, as, as a heavy man that I used to be sitting in some of them plastic lawn chairs, I'm, well, I don't know if I can trust that one. But I look over here at this chair and that is a good solid steel chair, whatever it is. I know I can trust that. It's just like that. I know that I can stand on that and that's going to hold me up just like Jesus does. And so I just want everyone to know you can know it. You can know that you're going to have eternal life. So that's a wonderful, good stuff. that's a wonderful parallel. Jesus is not some flimsy little plastic chair. He is a steel welded <laughs> reinforced <Yes. laughs> super chair that's going to hold, right. that will hold you up. Uh, you don't have to question so it. And, you know, yep. um, you brought some thoughts to mind. Uh, you know, people say, you said you were a hypocrite for a while. And that does happen. That does happen to yeah. us. And a lot of people say, well, that's why I don't go to church because it's so full of hypocrites. Well, you might as well say, I'm not going to go to the gym because I saw a large person in there one time. You know, they're, yeah. they're trying. You know, yes, yep. there might be some hypocrites in the church at, f there for a time. Yes, but they're trying. Get in there yeah, and try. I'm not go to the hospital because there's sick people in there. Hello. Yeah, I'm not going to no hospital. <laughs> sick people. Same thing. You know, really, yep. friends, realize how ridiculous that does sound. But, Corey, you said your whole life was a struggle. You lost over 100 mm -hmm. pounds. What I want to say to my listeners is you've got some issue you're dealing with. And you, you're, you're thinking, but I've had this my whole life. And since I've had it my whole life, then that means it's never going away because mm. I've had it all my life. That means it's not leaving. So I, I'm stuck with it. No, sir. No, don't say that to yourself. Don't talk that defeat. Don't listen to that defeat. Don't buy that lie. 
it does not have to own you from now on just because you've always had it. Corey just gave you a story, something that held him his whole life. He broke free of it because he repented and he stuck with it. That's what we're trying to tell you today. You repent of what God's word says is sin and you stick with it. You produce fruit by keeping with repentance, Matthew 3, 8 says. Produce fruit, gain progress. By keeping consistency with repentance, you will have victory. But I've had it my whole life. You haven't been consistent and you haven't left what God's word says is sin. That's what we're trying to say. There is victory in Jesus Christ, complete victory. If you have given your life to Jesus, you are his. You don't belong to the liar anymore who tells you you can't do it. We want to encourage you today. And we want to tell you the gospel message, Corey. Can you tell our friends in your own words, how can they be saved in Jesus Christ? Yeah, yeah. So it really does come down to, just like we mentioned earlier, when Ray gave me that phone call, he's like, Corey, I'm, I, have, I have an issue. I have a problem. You know, just admitting your need. Okay, that's what it comes down to. You admit that you need Jesus. You admit that there's something there. And, you're, and you may even be thinking to yourself, like, man, I've done some things that can never be forgiven. Wrong. I'm telling you, anything, it can be forgiven. I mean, the word tells us that, that, that anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame for everyone, not just this person or that person, but everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I just want you to know it is for everyone. But first, you just have to admit that, hey, I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I've done whatever it is. Trust me, we are all there. There is none, only but one, Jesus, who was sinless. All right. So and then you just have to be willing to turn away from those sins. Repent. Smash that water burger up, throw that thing away. I mean, you just have to be willing to repent that you turn like I talk about. Just get away from it. And then trust Jesus, just like I talked about. Trust have to trust Jesus that what he did was enough for you. That Amen. he died on the cross for you. Trust him. Put your trust in him. Because you know what, folks? We can't do it. There's nothing that I can do personally my own that's going to get my that's going to make me righteous that's going to take away all my sins i just had to trust that what jesus did was enough for me and you know what it is enough it's enough for me it's enough for ray it's enough for you trust me it is enough and you just have to trust that too and then just through prayer and just admitting it and confessing it and then through prayer and asking jesus to take control of your life to help you to str- you know, to help you with those struggles. Maybe you're struggling your whole life with whatever it is with you. Jesus is enough for you too. And just trust in him, admit, and just pray to him. And folks, prayer can be a little, can come across different ways to different people. I'm just telling you it's a conversation between you and God, you and Jesus. And just say, Jesus, help me. I am a sinner. I am not perfect. I need help. And Jesus is there for you guys. He's there for you. He's there to walk alongside you. His spirit will come along beside you and guide you and walk with you. And yes, there's going to be struggles along the way. But your life is going to be so much better. And and your life after this, folks, that there is the ultimate. If you know where you are for eternity, that is the ultimate. I mean, losing weight is a great thing. But knowing where you're going to spend eternity with Jesus and the Father in heaven. That there is the ultimate. And I want nothing more than that for you. Amen. 
Thank you for that, Court. You know, people hear me give the gospel message all the time, and they're used to hearing it from me. And that's why I like to ask my guests, like yourself, I like to ask them to give the gospel message so that you can hear it from someone else. We're two or more. That makes more of a witness. So thank you for that, Corey. You know, Corey, I can see my 25-pound dumbbell on the other side (laughs) of the room here. When I lost 25 pounds, I bought that 25-pound dumbbell, and I walked around with it. And people said, why are you carrying that? And I said, here, feel that. And I put it in their hands and like, whoa, you know, some women, they would like pull their hands down to the floor a little bit. That's heavy. And I said, that's how much weight I lost when I lost 25. Well, Corey, I lost 70. I lost almost three times what yeah. that dumbbell is. And when I first bought that dumbbell, that dumbbell was huge because that's how much weight I lost. It would seem huge. Corey, I look at it now. It doesn't look that big because I exceeded <laughs> way past it. Friends, your yeah. trial that seems so big right now. Ain't going to seem so big later if you give your life to Jesus. It's going to yep. seem small. Yeah, moving mountains. Friends, I've given you the information. Corey is going to help you. If you, if you want to lose the weight, you can lose it. Set for life radio at gmail.com. I'll hook you up with Corey. And you can lose that weight. But also, if you're having trouble in your spiritual life, in that email, I want you to say, Ray, I live in South Dakota. I live in Florida. I live in Maine. Whatever, wherever you live, write to me. I'll help you find a church if you want to do that. Get Let's get both right. Let's lose weight and lose this spiritual dead weight as well. And let's walk in victory. Father, forgive me I have sinned. Forgive me, Lord, for blowing it. Lord, I pray for a lot of people from this podcast will have their own Whataburger moment in a spiritual sense. That's it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I need help. I'm confessing my sins. I give you my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross in my place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Corey, it's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you for being here today. Likewise. I appreciate being invited. It's been a great morning. We'll do another one sometime. What do you think? Indeed. Yeah, I'm 100% for it. Yeah, for sure. Good deal. Friends, you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. you for listening to set for life we hope you can join us next time unless jesus returns for us first set for life is the radio ministry of pastor ray jensen we invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com hi this is ray jensen thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in god's word if the bible doesn't excite you then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.